0: Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me Phil And me Paul And on this week's show we're returning once again to audio stories and Big Finish And this time we're covering a 7th Doctor and Ace story And this one is called Coldits But first, the news as usual And well, there's there's not a lot to discuss really, is there? Um, I think the the one big announcement that was made is that the new cast of Doctor Who will make the first ever appearance at a panel at this year's Comic Con International in San Diego uh, which is going to be next month actually so um, yeah apparently it's going to be Jodie Whittaker with a new um, co-stars uh, Tosin Cole Mandit Gill and they'll be joined by um, new showrunner Chris Chibnall and new executive producer Matt Strevens. Um, yeah, now there's been a bit of controversy over this. I, I, there's no Bradley Walsh, either. So Bradley Walsh isn't. I'm, I'm assuming his um, commitments to making the chase <laughs> pre- prevents him from attending. That yes. I've got a funny feeling. Um, now there's two things there. A, there was the whole controversy, but the the other thing, uh, I think that people are now saying this is when we're going to get the the the, the trailer. the new series, because everyone assumed, because there was that rumour going around which we spoke about on our last podcast, that there will be, uh, there should be a a trailer shown uh, during England's first World Cup game, um, which proved not to be the case, didn't it? No. No. Um,
1: And considering they got the highest viewing
0: figures. (laughs) Yes, I think they did miss a trick there, didn't they?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Unless now, of course, it does look like England will be through. I mean, whether, if England do continue through the World Cup, whether the... Temptation next time they have an England game will be too much for them.
0: Maybe because well, the 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 day we're recording is that we're recording Sunday afternoon. Um, England thrash Panama in their second group game, um, which I'm assuming will be another big hitter um, viewing figures wise. Yeah. So um, yeah, it does make you wonder if they're going to change tack if we, as you say, if we do progress further.
1: I mean, if we got to the quarterfinals or semi-finals, I think. Before the San Diego, I think yeah. they the temptation would be to slip it in at half time.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think so. As the actress said to the bishop. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, I, I do think you know um, whoever come up with that with that with that rumor, uh, I think was was really. I was, yeah, it was it was it, was, it was probably a good bet to put on. Really, they would they would show the trailer then. But hey. Obviously, they knew that the Comic-Con appearance was coming up. Um, that's probably is the best time we are going to get a, a, you know, the trailer for, for the next series. We're assuming. Again, we're assuming. There's no, there's no given with this, is there? No.
1: No. So I, I still think the temptation may come too much for them if things keep turning out well for England.
0: Yes, indeed. So we shall we shall see on that front. But as I said there was the, the the other side to this um this panel as well. Um there was a lot of controversy surrounding the moderator of the of this panel who I understand has now been removed. Um I must admit I I've not engaged in any conversations over this and I don't really want to sort of really discuss it. Now the guy's been removed um for the reasons that have been well publicised. Um and, and that's the end of it really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it's worth um, sort of discussing. It's it's probably been discussed um, on on other blogs, forums, and and, and podcasts. Uh, I don't think there's any need for us to go over old ground again. No. No. So we'll just see who the... um, Has has it actually been announced who the new moderator is going to be? I haven't seen anything. No, I haven't either. No. No. I know there's uh, calls for certain people to uh, um, to, to be moderating, but it's up to the organisers, so... Um, that's it. We'll, you, you know, we we'll, 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 we'll talk about it when, when it's announced. That's it, really. So yeah. there's, there's not else much else to say. Um, now, lastly, in the news, we do have something else to talk about before we get on to the Colditch thing. But lastly in the news, uh, the actor Leslie Grantham, who's probably best known in the UK um, as as Den or D- Dennis Dirty Den Watts And EastEnders, has um, passed by at the age of 71. Um, now, his Doctor Who connection. Um, was actually sort of two sort of two connections to his career actually obviously people will probably know him he had a small role in Resurrection of the Daleks in 1984 uh, playing the character of Kisten. but it was actually uh, whilst he was um, again well publicised uh, serving time in jail um, it was actually L- Louise Jameson who encouraged him uh, to take up acting as she was working as a prison visitor um, at the time so um, yeah I mean Okay, he's not going to be really known for uh, the whole Doctor Who thing here, but um, I mean, he was massive at the time, wasn't he? Really? Yeah. I mean, he, you know, it was um, in and out of all the tabloids and and whatever, um, and you know, sadly, he sort of messed it up for himself when he had, a, you know, when he when he came back to EastEnders a few years later. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> we're not going to go down that road. No, we? we're not going down that road either. But um, yeah, you know. But unfortunately, once you once you do something, you know, what what he did, uh, that that's it, really. The, the the press are all over you, like a, you know, yeah. like a like a rash, really. Um, and sort of like I think he was um, living in Romania. Was wasn't he starring in some program in Romania at the time I have or something? No idea. Yeah, I, I understand that's where he was, but. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of uh, another one of those stories of someone who, who sort of, I suppose you could say, sort of kind of had it all and just sort of threw it all away, really. Yeah. Yeah, so, what was that other thing he was in? He was at the owner of that nightclub, because he was in that, um, they did a crossover with the, with the detectives, which was a um, a comedy show starring Robert Powell and Jasper Carrot.
1: Oh, was that the one, was he, was he with Don Henderson? Y-
0: yeah, Don Henderson was his brother, he was the vicar or priest or Paradise something.
1: Paradise Club or something?
0: That does ring a bell, yeah, yeah. Because he... oh god, I couldn't remember the with the the uh, the character he played now, but um, yeah, he he was like a local gangster, and he and he's Don Henderson again, another Doc Two connection there. Don Henderson, um, yeah, played his brother who was who was a priest, but it was also a yep. bit of a, a handful himself, wasn't he? I seem to remember he could, yeah. he could mix it up in a fight as well. So yeah, I mean, again, that I mean that was quite popular. Um, I seem to remember. Uh, the, you know, for the, it was known for like a couple of series, wasn't it? Yeah. Whatever it was, the Paradise Club, where it was called. Cool, yeah, um, as you say
1: yeah. that, I to remember the detectives sending it up. Some-
0: Something rotten, actually, they did. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Barry Cryer dressed up in all the wizard makeup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Played the French horn, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was good, that was good. Now... Um, so obviously very very sad, and um, but he was. I mean, he, he was you know, um, you know, for, for a while, you know, probably just as, as you know as, as popular as oh, I don't know, I don't know. If that's what you could say, really. Who who would you call like a famous actor? Who's always in in the um, or British actor? who's always in the? Uh, I suppose I suppose you could say he was like the Danny Dyer of his day. Yeah, in, it, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? He was yeah. it was always it, always. You know, always in the papers, big star in EastEnders. Um, you know, I suppose that's the only yeah. person I can, I can sort of liken him to, to be honest. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that's. I'm just trying to think of a modern day equivalent, but uh, you know, on, on British television, not in movies or anything. But there, uh, yeah, there you go, there you go. So, um, well, that's that. That is it for the news. Really, there's there's nothing more else to uh, to say. But uh, we we had a little bit of a, an adventure yesterday, didn't we? Because we were at the BFI. Yes. Yes. Uh, now we went and saw the, uh, the. As it turned out, the premiere of the um, sort of the, the omnibus in this country. In this country, anyway. Yes, I should say in the UK. In the UK. Yes, of the omnibus Blu-ray edition of Genesis of the Daleks, um, which was followed up by a Q and A with the then series producer Philip Hinchcliffe, uh, which you may remember we did an interview with him uh, last year on this very podcast so um it was it was a, another well-run event again wasn't it
1: yeah uh, yeah I mean I do quite like the BFI stuff
0: yes yes you, um yeah, yeah. you know you, you always get good value f- um for money uh, there as well because yeah. it, it lasted about what three hours didn't it yeah in yeah, time like total could,
1: yeah I think it, was, it might have been slightly more than that I think honest. yeah might, maybe
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: but yeah, they could they could factor in a break somewhere. <laughs> yes, that 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 Go was the, that was the
0: only downside. There was no break at all. The only, thing with we,
1: only thing we can complain about.
0: Yeah, even just sort of like you know a few minutes just to stretch your legs or something. But um, no, it was good because you you had the um, not only did you have the hour and a half, um, omnibus edition of *Genesis of the Daleks*. They sort of premiered some of the um, extras as well. Yeah. So you had the um, a few like ten minutes worth of *Behind the Sofa*. Um, which was quite um, quite entertaining, uh, and then after the Philip Hinchcliffe Q and A, there was another little thing, which was the interview with uh, Tom Baker, uh, which was um, sort of the, the interviewer was uh, Dr Matthew Sweet. Yeah. So it was uh, again. Um, I don't know if that was the full thing or it was a, a, again a very sort of pared down um, thing just, just just for the event. I'm, I'm not entirely sure to be honest.
1: I, th- I think the full version's much longer i think is it much longer, Quite a bit longer
0: yeah. yeah yeah I'm not entirely uh not entirely sure, but uh no it was good it was very very good um now as for the omnibus edition, this was the one that was shown or oh, in nineteen seventy five wasn't it They were saying yesterday yeah, yeah it' was
1: done for Christmas, wasn't it to be repeat. yeah some Christmas repeat yeah
0: now I do have sort of vague recollection of watching that um all those years ago. Um, but I've, I haven't seen it since, and I, we we discussed this after because we wanted to sort of we 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 tried to do a little recording whilst it was sort of fresh in our minds um, afterwards. is we we found a suitable pub uh, around the corner from the BFI, but unfortunately the uh, the music that was playing it wasn't loud, but it was loud enough to interfere with the recording, wasn't it? Yeah. So we had to uh, sort of abandon that idea and sort of save it for uh, for today. But um yeah, we were we were sort of talking about the, the, the cuts that were made to get it down to an hour and a half. Um and so there were some famous cuts missing, like the clan monster um was missing twice, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. Um which sort of didn't explain um Harry's wet leg <laughs> when, they, when they get back into Scarrow later on or into the Thal uh, the um the Thal Dome. But um yeah, there was sort of some, some of some of the cuts were a little bit disjointed, weren't they?
1: Yeah, I just you 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 did notice they weren't there. I mean, it, I, it hung together, but yeah, you you did miss some of
0: the scenes. Yeah, and I and I don't I don't think we mean it. For, I certainly don't. Anyway, from a point of view, but it's because we've watched it. We when we know what's missing, it was just some of the the edits were a little bit uneven in places, weren't they? So it, hmm. you knew it was meant to go into something else. Yeah, even if you didn't know that, it just seemed an odd way to finish a scene. If you see what I mean, but maybe um, it didn't detract from the overall enjoyment of it. It was, it was still, it's still utterly fantastic. But it, it did, like at the end when um, Fragments that the Daleks exterminate Davros, the whole thing at Davros employing the Daleks to have pity, that yeah. was all cut, wasn't it? And it just cut yeah. to the him sort of like you know you must obey me before they, the Daleks exterminate him. So it's um. I think if you didn't know that so much, maybe it wouldn't have mattered. I think you know, because we we it was one of the one of those occasions where we knew it was that was supposed to be there. Yeah, you know, but um, but it was good. It, it was it was it was just nice to see it on the big screen, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. Oh
1: yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. And and still, is the the performances in it are still, you know, don't aren't lost because they go onto a big screen. No,
0: exactly, exactly. Um, It's, I think they're the sort of like, you know, it's people saying, and it is good to watch Doctor Who with with a a, a crowd of, you know, like-minded fans, really. There is is something good about watching it. Um, I don't mean watching it on Twitch. That's not the same thing. I mean, sitting in the same room as Doctor Who fans and, uh, you know, all all enjoying it together. There is something, you you know, different. Um... Some of the scenes elicited a few laughs. Um, I mean, God knows what happened if the clan monster scene—excuse see- <coughs> me—scene was actually shown. But um, yeah. yeah, it's like the bit with the ease of which they find the time ring after the struggle in the corridor. So yeah,
1: <laughs> and you still—I still watch that every time. I just still can't still can't understand why Sarah Jane changes clothes.
0: Well, no, it's just the fact that they open that cupboard and there's these clothes with the doctor's hands, sir. And it's, oh, yeah, oh I, lovely! And, I, they, and they fit perfectly.
1: But, not, but surely not the most important thing to do at that time. No, it's, it's to wait for her to change. I don't know.
0: And where did she get changed in that corridor? <laughs> And say did all yeah. turn their backs on her? or something.
1: <laughs> Obviously, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very odd. That I still find that very odd, and that, and people might think that's something. You know, if you haven't seen it, think that must be must be, they must have cut something that explains why she changes. No, no,
0: there isn't. No. <laughs> oh God, no. It's it's no. As, as we as we keep saying, it's still a highly. I still suspect.
1: Story. They got continuity wrong when they shot something out of sequence and then realised that she was wearing the wrong clothes, so that's put a scene in where she finds them.
0: <laughs> well, it does make you wonder, doesn't it, really? It does make you wonder if, if there was uh, a continuity issue, but, uh, oh, well, oh, well, it, it's it's still damn good fun. Um, mm. Now, the, the, the Q&A afterwards, um, I think Philip Hinchcliffe was on was on good form, wasn't he? Yes. Um, I, don't know if, if, I don't know if you feel like me, Paul, maybe they should find someone else to... Ask the questions, perhaps. I don't feel that the guy was it Justin Johnson. Um, yeah, he's probably the best interviewer. Because I always leave him. I know Dick Fiddy wasn't. He was always normally at all the um, all all these events, and he wasn't there yesterday. Um And I always get the feeling maybe Dick Fiddy's probably the, the the better person. I don't know why. He just seems <laughs> yeah, to come across but as a better interviewer. What do you reckon?
1: Um yeah, I don't know. I mean the problem I suppose the problem they've got is they're just not you just get the same questions really, don't you?
0: Yes, you do. Um, you do.
1: That can be, you know, difficult for any interviewer to do anyway because it's just where do you go when you've got a when you're interviewing for a crowd is to, you know, how do you do you make it different or what?
0: Well, I, th- I think the thing is because Philip has been interviewed so many times about Genesis of the Daleks, and that, uh, you're right, it's difficult yeah. to um, to come up with something different if you're going to talk about that. Or and it's what the you about when he took over the show and the handover between him and Barry Letts, and you know, not casting his own Doctor and so on and so on. But um, yeah, maybe I, I just sort of get the thing because because it's the BFI, they should be a bit more gend up, if you know what I mean. Now a bit more. About the person they're interviewing, because they've got access to all this stuff, haven't they?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. It's, but I mean, th- 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 these things tend to always work better actually when you get a sort of panel of guests, mm. and then I mean, it's I mean, almost the interaction between them that makes it.
0: Yeah, I mean, different I, I know I'm, I'm blowing my own trump. I'm, I'm blowing my own trumpet here, but when I when I interviewed, I kicked off asking him about his time on Crossroads because that's where he started. You know, because yeah. he said there he started in 1968, and that was in, that was on crossroads. And all it takes is doing a little bit of oh god, I'll, I'll sound so big headed, but just do a little bit of homework about the person you're interviewing. Really, that's the only. I mean, I mean, it's still an in, it was still an interesting it's, interview.
1: This isn't this isn't so much criticism as a job
0: evaluation. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, no, to me it's just basic. It's like it's only because like you know, in my job I have to interview people for, for you know for, for job roles now and again. Mm. And that's the whole point of having a CV there, because basically you should have that, that person's CV in front of you, whether they're you're interviewing just as part of something like yesterday or, or you're interviewing for a job. And it's all about asking the right questions and, and, and getting the, those answers out of them and getting the unexpected out of them is the way I see it, to be honest.
1: Yeah. I know, I know, but I, just, I, suppose, I suppose they just feel that, you know, it is, it's about this episode, they want to try and keep it... Two to a certain extent to the to the series,
0: mm, yeah. That
1: that this is from as well because that's all to do with promoting. Well, he said that about. Upset.
0: I mean, I mean, he he said that he, you know he got into more trouble um, with his next series Target than he did working on Doctor Who. Yeah, but again, it, that wasn't picked up on. No,
1: you know. That, no, yeah, that, I'd like to, I'd like to have had a yeah
0: same here. Um, it, it's just one of those. I mean, it's never been repeated as it target. I don't seem to... Re- I remember no. in the early days of UK Gold, when it were, before it was just a comedy channel. Or should I say the Only Fools and Horses channel. No. Um, yeah, I... Because I, I've got very... know that would have been an interesting question though.
1: to ask him. Does he have any, any idea why that was ne- has never been repeated? And I don't think it's even on DVD or anything, is it?
0: Not to my knowledge it's not, no. I think if it was, one of us would have tracked it down by now, I think.
1: I said, well, you could have asked him that
0: question. <laughs> I did talk to him about Target, actually. I did. That was the thing. Um, but he didn't go into any detail about. It. He got into more trouble working on that one, yeah. though. So if he had have done that, would have been a, an interesting avenue to to have gone down. But um, yeah, there. So, but as I say, it, it was a good. Um, it, it was a good interview. Um, you know, if, if you just want to hear about Genesis and um, yeah. and his time on Doctor Who, really. But. Um, but then I'll say the um, what do you think of the, sort of like the, the extras they sort of gave us a quick glimpse of as well. I mean, I say so with the Tom Baker interview because it the two bits they picked up on was like the uh, or the showed us yesterday was when he, how he got the job and yeah. the circumstances around that and then it was all about the really predominantly about like Liz Sladen. Um What I think sort of was the was the caption for that section of friends diminished, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, now I don't know if that was the that was the full version of that of that section of the interview they showed us yesterday, but um, it, it was sad, really, because he was like saying, you know, he, you know, here I still am, and all the youngsters have have gone.
1: Gone. Yeah.
0: You know, me meaning Liz Slade and, and um, Ian Martyr. but uh, yeah, because because Tom Baker can get a bit melancholy sometimes, can't he? Yeah. So I was beginning to wonder if that's where it was. It was sort of. The route that was going to go down, but uh, but you say if, if I hope there is a, a lot more to that interview on, on the on the Blu-ray because um, you know he's getting on in years now and he's saying yeah. he said himself you know he he hasn't got he hasn't got much longer now. Right. You know I mean so.
1: the, the thing about showing those was they were they were tempting enough to make you think oh do I now buy the box set even though I was, you, know, you sort of think do I really want to, is it really worth me buying the box set I've got. Well I've got the,
0: Yeah, I think mean, that's the thing if you're expecting DVDs. um a a clearer picture on all the episodes you're not going to get it because they can't upgrade the blu-ray because um, it it's it's the old um film stock and video. And I thought we were discussing this yesterday for if they tidied it up the made the the, the film or on location um stuff um blu-ray quality it would be really jarring with the video stuff, wouldn't it? Hmm. So I think you can understand why they just left it as as is, but it still does make you wonder why give it a Blu-ray release if they can't clean, you know, bring it up to Blu-ray quality. But but as you say, it is tempting. Yeah, yeah, it is very very tempting. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I say I haven't even got it on, on my wish list on Amazon at the moment. I think I'll, 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 just, I'll just get it, you know, when the uh, when the mood takes me. It's, it's not a must buy for me at the moment.
1: No, you mean when the price drops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, they put some updated special effects, I think, Revenge of the Cybermen, but didn't they do that before on another? I'll say to recall that's on the DVD re- release I've got. It certainly did that on, um oh, Ark in Space. Yeah. They updated the special effects. So, I don't know, I'm quite sure that they've done that already for uh, Revenge of the Sidemen, but... Yeah, can't remember, can't remember. But I know that I know they have done it for the Blu-ray. But there you go, there you go. So, uh, so I said, yeah, so it it was good. I say, you know, to anyone who, who's, were in two minds whether to try and go for one of these BFI events. They they are definitely worth it because I don't think we've been to a duff one yet, really, have we?
1: No, but can can you wait until we get out
0: Yes, yes, please wait until we got ours. Say, so, because say, was it thirteen quid a ticket and you get three hours worth of, of entertainment? And I think you you really can't yeah. go wrong for that you really can't no. absolutely brilliant but uh yes so there we are so that was a, no, no, that was a bit of bonus material wasn't it <laughs> yeah so uh yeah so um i thought, I thought there's much more to say about that um, event really it's just it was really good and if you get the chance to go to a bfi event do so do so yeah. do so so uh so that's it for um for, for, for the bfi event and also for the news this week as well so um Coming up next is uh, we're going to talk about coldets from Big Finish. So for another week then, that was the news. Okay then everybody, we're now going to talk about coldets from Big Finish.
1: You see? There's nothing to worry about. Ace,
0: we don't know what's out there.
1: It's a courtyard. Big buildings all around us. Some grass over there. I can't make out much. It's getting dark. I've just
0: realised where we are, Ace. What's the problem? No time to explain. Come on. But
1: we haven't even been shot at yet. It's
0: only a matter of time, I assure you. Run!
1: <laughs> ah!
0: You are Britishers?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Nazi. You will consider yourself my prisoners. For you, the war is over. It's a girl, isn't it? It can't be, are you sure? It uh, jolly well is, you know, it's a girl. Hey Kurtz, found yourself a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we will learn everything about you in time for a line ace. Starting with your real name. I suppose you're going to get your jack-booted friend here to make me talk, are you? Well, don't bother. It is pointless trying to keep your secrets
1: from us. We shall learn them all eventually. Her no concern is appreciated, Captain, but
0: unnecessary. This is called its castle, right? There must be 101 ways to escape from here. That's what it's famous for. Famous? <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, if you know as much as you claim, then you'll know that this is the escapers' prison. Right! I mean, it's where they put those officers who've escaped from other camps. This is the most secure prison in Germany. Okay, now before we kick off, uh, this was first released in October 2001, oh god, nearly 17 years old, so that that was incredible. So, um, there will be spoilers throughout this, because this this has been around for a long time now, this story. So, uh, if you haven't listened to this story before, before you want to listen to us, go away now, listen to it, and then come back to us in an hour and 47 minutes time. Okay then, so... Right, it's my turn to kick off this week. Isn't
1: <laughs> not it? that we will be still rambling on. No, that. not in
0: era forty. said no, no, certainly not. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Um, I. Do you know what? I. I don't quite know what to make of this one. If I'm honest, uh, I, I know this is quite a popular story amongst fans. I know we had, we had a um a few comments when when I sort of put the announcement up on our Facebook page. And thought, oh, it's one of my favourites. This one and. You know so I must listen to this one again and and, and so on and so on um yeah I, I'm not entirely I'm not I'm not entirely sure whether I actually liked it or or not to be perfectly honest with you I mean there's there's some there's some good sort of performances and I wasn't too sure which way it was going but then as soon as I heard basically for you Zivor is over um I thought okay we're in familiar familiar territory here um and yeah. I, I think, the, and I think that I, so one of the things that did kind of put me off with this one, um, it was full of caricatures, really. And the music in this one I found really just got in the way of everything. It was too loud. The the, the music in the mix was too loud, and there were some points where I couldn't understand what was or hear what was going on, because the music for me was just drowning everything out. I don't, know if you, um, I don't know if you felt the same at all. I just felt no, re- I just felt really intrusive this time. Really did.
1: I must just really shut myself off to the music, to be honest.
0: <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. No, it's just, no. It's, I
1: did find myself wondering about the music as to I wonder if this was some sort of play on the music used in the TV series It's
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: But having not really sit watched the tv series Cold it's i couldn't tell you whether it was at all trying to echo music No music me
0: neither it's another one of those programs that's just not well, not repeated on, on terrestrial television anyway it might have been on no. uh also like the yesterday channel It's a uk tv channel on the uh, sort of satellite and cable so um yeah i've, I've got a vague recollection of them them shown it but that was years ago though and Absolute it must have it's one
1: of those one of those things I mean I did notice the music if it mean, it must it must have been something because I did actually notice the music to think that, so yeah, um when usually you say to me, oh and I really like the music, and I'm like, oh, was there was there music in this <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, no, and I did think to myself, oh, if I get time, I might try and find out if I can find clips of cold hits on the uh YouTube or whatever to see what sort of what the, what title the it was were like yeah. or whatever, yeah. But I never got around to it. I'm oh, afraid. fair enough. Such is my dedication. I was going to say the
0: <laughs> usual dedication from you. There,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the fault that counts. Come on.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you keep believing that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I say, I think it might sort of be fair to sort of like sort of briefly explain the plot for this one. Um, actually, mm. because the well, I
1: mean. Because the, actually the main thing is that the whole um, plot of this isn't about Germany and the war, is it? No. Or, or even prisoners of war. It is literally a time travel paradox story, isn't it?
0: Yes, set in Colditz.
1: Yeah, and that's just the that's just where it happens to be set. It could have been set anywhere. It didn't actually need... It, 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 that is not a particularly strong point. It's just really it's just so they can say, "Well, look, this is how the war changed This is how everything changes from this point forward."
0: Yeah, because the basically the, the Doctor and Ace land in Colditz Castle. They uh, well, it's, yeah. it, it's the, they don't know why they've landed. It's just sort of like something's made them um, made them land there. The Doctor's not sure where they are. Then he sort of realizes it's all too late. Um, exactly where, where they've ended up. Um, so basically, the the Nazis have got their hand on a um, on a Tardis, yeah. Um, plus all the other bits and pieces, um, sort of new new to, to them. Then sort of technology, um, and then basically it, it sort of like it, it sort of transpires that the, the the Third Reich keep hold of this Tardis, um, and basically they they win the war. Yes, really. Um, because although it's
1: a bit of a twist, wire. Though, yes,
0: but. it is. I'm not going to give that away. To be honest, no. uh, but it's certainly not what you think, um, and it ends at the, And this features the first appearance of uh, another Big Finnish character who return a few stories: a uh, Doctor Liz- Elizabeth Klein, uh, played by Tracy Charles, and she comes from the Germany of 1965. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and it's all again to do. It's a, it's a to a it's a typical Seventh Doctor story. He manipulates people. Into doing his bidding because he manipulates Klein, doesn't he? Yeah. To basically resolve the story. Really.
1: Yeah. You, well, you sort of, it's just this question of how much more is going on. It's a typical Seventh Doctor story in that sense that you're not quite sure how much he, he's, he's in control and how much he's not.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's not until sort of like the I mean it does seem all throughout the you know the the, the Germans or the Nazis really have, have got the um have got the upper hand. Um Yeah. You know, and I suppose the the notable uh, sort of Nazi character in this is Phil Bebel Kurtz, um played by David Tennant. Yes. Of, which I didn't realise when I listened to it. It's not until I sort of looked at the cast list afterwards, what well, bloody hell, David Tennant. I didn't and this is his first appearance with um uh, Big Finish as well, or the first yeah. Doctor Who adventure that he'd appeared in, so, um, but he was um, suitably hissable, I suppose you could say, as, as a yes. villain?
1: And, yeah, I mean, yeah, as you say, um, pretty stereotypical, but menacing Yes, to, he was. To pull it off.
0: Yeah, um, particularly in the scenes where he's basically... Um, Basically saying to, to, to Ace, if you sleep with me, um, yeah. I might laugh a bit easier for you here, um, which is pretty uncomfortable to listen to. I was going to say, yes, was yes, because he didn't just do it once; he did it like two or three times, um, and it wasn't nice to to, to, to to hear. To be honest, Um. No. Yeah, but as I say, he he was the stereotypical um, sort of Nazi jailer. But then you had another stereotypical; you had the Schaefer character. Um, played by Toby Longworth, who's another big finish. He played um, Judge Dredd in the Big Finish, and also um, Wolf Sternhammer in the Shantyam Dog Big Finish um, right. stories as well. So, um, actually, I found that Toby Longworth. He was actually in a, a double act with um, Bill Bailey, the Rubber Bishops. Right. Okay. Which I remember my sister going to see it up the creek in uh, De- in um, Deptford, actually. So that that's a few. Yeah. Years. We're going back a few years here, Crikey. but um, yeah. Anyway, so but he, he plays like the the um, the sympathetic. Um, he wasn't. He's not the camp commandant, though, is he? He's <laughs> just he's just <laughs> an officer. He, but.
1: he plays the German who wears a different uniform. <laughs> <in the night>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you say that. there's sort of like <laughs> David Tennant plays the the German general who picks up the phone and screams, "Get me Sephora." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was um, – so we're, we're quoting a comedy sketch from Smith & Jones there. So um, that, that that is available to see on YouTube. It's brilliant. If you look it up, the German yeah. general sketch from uh, um, Alas Smith & Jones. Look it up. It's really good. Um, yeah, so, yeah, he was the stereotypical sort of like sympathetic um, German officer um, who was sort of pally with the um, – it's always like the, the the flying officer. And you've got another flying officer in there, wing commander. Who's in charge yeah. of the, uh, you know, the escape committee? So you got Flying Officer Bill Gower, um, in this one, played by Nicholas Young. Now, I was trying to, f- I know the name Nicholas Young. Um, is that name familiar to you, Paul?
1: Not off the.
0: Off the top, okay. To your head. Well, when I sort of looked at, it, I thought, damn, it should have been more well known because he played John in the Tomorrow People. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so um, and another sort of so Well. I- I mean, I have watched the Tomorrow People, and it is horrendously cheap. If people thought that Doctor Who looked cheap in the day. It's got nothing on the Tomorrow People. It had, it had, literally had zero budget. I think they actually um, paid for it with Green Shield stamps or luncheon vouchers. I think, and that you know, so look that one up, kids. But. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, but he, yeah, he was the leader of the Tomorrow People, um, you know. So, um, so it's again, I didn't recognise it was him because he has got quite a distinctive voice, and I didn't realise it was um, it was him at all. So, like, I didn't realise it was David Tennant playing Kurtz. That's but right. uh, that, do you think the thing is though that the, the the character of the the the, uh, the Commandant, which you don't never actually see or hear. I actually thought that there was going to be a twist on that, to be honest. Yes,
1: I was just about to say that myself. I think because they kept mentioning him and kept mentioning him. And you think, who's that going to turn out to be? And then because you knew there was there was a... a se- uh, well, you thought there was a second TARDIS. Yeah. I almost wondered whether the Commandant was going to turn out to be another Doctor.
0: Yes. Well, I was actually thinking the Master... Because if anyone's right. going to be in charge of cold, it's going to be the master. So, but yeah, that, that was that was just sort of left unknown. Yeah, wasn't you it? just never got to. Yeah, never got to him f- on that. No, never did. But uh, no, it was. Yeah, <laughs> no, I
1: did. Yeah, that did. That did because it was there was this sort of you know this shadowy figure that no one that never actually came into the light almost. So you was thinking, oh, who's this gonna it's gonna all turn on that at the end? Yeah, yeah. They're going to be taken to the commandant, and that's going to be
0: yeah, whatever. no, yeah, I, no, no, didn't go anywhere. That bit didn't go anywhere. But uh, as I say, cause the other thing, um, I'd say, I think all the performances were good. As I say it was very stereotypical characters throughout. Yeah, but um, I, I did sort of kind of enjoy. It. it was just the odd thing, like the music, I felt was was overdone um, in places, um, and also some of the sound effects as well were a little bit a little bit off um especially the scenes sort of done in the dungeon where they're trying to get like the, the you know the the, the echo Yeah. It, in a, in a, in a, it was it that was it was too much in places yeah and you had
1: this the conversations between doors
0: yeah um and and I'm sorry to say it sounded electronic it sounded like it had been electronically manipulated to sound like it was set in a dungeon mm. um but If you go back to this, so this is quite an old release, two thousand one, and it was the twenty-fifth release of the Doctor Who range. So it's very, very early days for Big Finish on 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 that front. So yeah, I suppose I suppose you could, you know, really I I should cut some slack on that, to be honest, because they were still finding their feet, really, weren't they?
1: Yeah, if they wanted to get the sound of someone. Being recorded in a in a adjoining room, they should have got Steve Winwood to sing. Shouldn't
0: they? <laughs> ah, that's a little injury for you, <laughs> so, Traffic fans out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if you ever buy any Traffic live albums, you understand. Well, was it songs? So. Was it
0: songs from the canteen?
1: Welcome to, Welcome the, canteen.
0: to the canteen. That was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm not a massive Traffic fan myself, but you are. So you know, yeah, I, I bow to your superior knowledge there. Huh. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you you said for many a year that is one of the worst. Um, live albums, recording-wise or sound-wise, that you've listened um, no, to? No, no,
1: no. He's, he's pretty consistent with his live stuff. Oh, is he really? Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it all
0: sounds like that. <laughs> I take it all back.
1: <laughs> There's even the Blind Faith live stuff from. Um, obviously, they're short-term. I think. Obviously, I think it's Ivan Gothenburg or somewhere like that. That's, yeah, that's pretty much the same as well. Oh, there, you so, there you go. There you you are. are. you really Listening to the Traffic podcast. <laughs>
0: Oh God! No. Anyway, um, yeah. What would we saying? What we say? Yeah. So I I suppose some of some of the the soundscapes it was building um, weren't quite there. Weren't quite there at the moment. But um, but I I did like some of the um, those little callbacks again, sort of like Ace saying sort of Nazis again. I can't stand Nazis. um, Yeah. Which is referencing like Silver Nemesis. Whether you should ever reference Silver Nemesis or not, I'm really not entirely sure. But but there you go. I
1: suppose, yeah, <laughs> I suppose I, mean, you know, there's there's been a lot more denial with World War II, has hasn't
0: there? Oh, oh God, yeah. <laughs> um, also, Ace again referencing um, she, that she said she was talking about Cole, She played the board game. Um, yeah. Now, did you when ever play like that? Yeah. Did you no, ever play I've that? Been, no. no, me neither. No. Me neither. No, I think it's one of those things. It, it sort of looked. At, I think it was a bit. It looked overly complicated for a. I mean, this would have been, I suppose, off the back of the TV series. Yeah. And that was yeah, I early to mid-70s, so I, I definitely would have been too young to have played that board game in particular. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. I've, yeah. I, had
1: the, I had the new Avengers board game.
0: <laughs> oh, right, okay. I had um, I had Tank Command, which was uh, Mon- <laughs> Montgomery versus Rommel's forces uh, <laughs> tank battles. <sort> of. <laughs>
1: That, so if we carry on the if we carry on talking like this, Omega's going to break in at any minute. It, <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if the thing was it was? Um, I mean, the seventies. Um, a lot of the games were, were centred around the Second World War. Yeah, really. Yeah, sort like that. Tank Command, Cold It, Action Man, uh, which I think in the, in the US called um, GI Joe. But I mean, all the the uniforms. Certainly, when I was growing up. Um, we're all centered around the war or military. Full yeah. stop. Really.
1: Well, you know. I, to be honest, though, is that is that any any different now? It's just moved to electronic form.
0: Well, yeah, because I mean, you got all the, the the first person shooters. They, they all started yeah. around the, the Second World War. Yeah, you know,
1: they they ever seem to be yeah, they ever seem to be Second World War or out of space, and yeah, that's your two that's your two choices really.
0: Yeah, it's basically yeah. I mean things like Call of Duty. Have, 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 I mean, so we're digressing now, but that's that's gone into sort of like you know the you know, the, the modern warfare series they did. But yeah. they've now gone back to World War Two again, and even back. I, mean, yeah. I think the um, like the the battleground games, um, which again started out as, as World War Two, features like online first person shooters. They've now gone to World War One. Yeah, you know, so um, whether, whether when you could debate all day whether these things are in poor taste or not, um, you know, that's not something we're going to go into here. But mm-hmm. um, but no, you're right. It, it's it's the it's, it's it seems to be a rich vein of, for want of a better expression, entertainment.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of the few things you can't say only. It's, it's it's so much different now to the seventies. <laughs> no, it's
0: not really. But I suppose, I suppose the only difference now, I mean, yeah, you know, should. Now is really you had like little children reenacting the Second World War when I was you know with their with their action figures, yeah. Um, which let's be honest, you know, you know back then action men as a you know you can put it into that that concept as, as a boy's toy, it was massive. Yeah, it was absolutely massive. It really was. Um, and the thing is, I know you had the sort of the, the you know the girls' toys as well, um, which but, but I mean our, in our date. I don't really remember Barbie doll was being a, a big thing. That seems that seems to have come later. So I seem to remember it, it. The Cindy doll, which was the British version of the, of the Barbie doll, I seem to remember being bigger because um, my sister had Cindy stuff. She didn't have any Barbie stuff at all. It was all Cindy dolls.
1: I think I'm going to say something here. I think probably Cindy was cheaper.
0: You, do you know, you're probably right because the thing is that they did the same thing with action man. Um, as well because I was because
1: I was going to say the same thing in terms of that I can remember I mean my sister had both to a certain extent probably had a lot more um, Cindy but I think yeah. probably that was the slightly cheaper version of the Barbie so yeah my parents could buy her more of that stuff
0: yeah and now, she
1: at that age didn't really care so no much that's it. Think, well the so. thing is you
0: could you could get cheaper Action Man stuff as well because you had the it was it used to make it it was Palatoy wasn't it, it used for mm. Action Man. Um and in today if you sort of look back to what it cost for bloody hell, that's cheap but back then it, it was it was quite expensive. Yeah. Um
1: it, it, it was probably two rooms in a house worth.
0: Yeah yeah exa- <laughs> yeah it was yeah. Um but you you could you could buy all, all the, the the action man um the uniforms and the um and the vehicles and stuff but there was another company I think they were called something like um Ch- Cherokee I think they were called and they did their own um, jeeps and trailers and motorcycle and sidecars and yeah, and it just made out of a, a cheaper plastic. I must say I had more of them than I did of the the proper Palatoy vehicles. Yeah. if I'm if I'm perfectly honest, because you say they were cheaper to buy, they did the same thing, you know. So they didn't didn't bother <laughs> me when I played with them. So
1: and I sort of remember sort of Sullivan's in Lewisham. Oh god! Being the place where you could get that. Yeah, excuse stuff.
0: us while we have a trip down memory lane, memory folks. Lane. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, I mean, we're now talking about toys on a... <laughs> on a Doctor
0: Who podcast. Yeah, it's just because it, this whole Colditz thing <laughs> has taken us down a Second wall, war um, toys and games <laughs> route. But uh...
1: this is obviously now going to be people saying, you know, <laughs> for God's sake, don't mention the war. When around. <laughs> Too late. We're going to bore them with stories of toys we had.
0: <laughs> but the thing is that I mean, it, I, you know, we we. You know this whole thing we, we grew up playing with those toys and reenacting yes. wars and, and and stuff like that and we and we did we played with like you know um like cat guns and, and, and things like that which did get more realistic as we as we grew up if I'm if I'm being honest mm-hmm. but um I think that this, this whole argument you know playing with those toys turns you know these people who go on like you know um rampages with you know Killing people, or you know, with it shooting or stabbing or whatever, it's sort of like they're always trying to attribute it to something they did as a child, and it, whether it's playing video games or watching violent movies and and or playing with this kind of toy. Um, I think that evidence is pretty shaky because the amount of people I know who have done exactly the same thing and have not ended up being mass murderers. To be honest, yeah, you know, I really, I really yeah, do yeah, think no. it's just that they've got to find something to blame really and 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 that's you, and it's an easy way out as far as I'm concerned is to blame something like that so um, or
1: or it could or it could be these people like us that that did that and haven't turned into mass murders just haven't had the right switch hit on us yet
0: <laughs> well, I think that well I think that is the thing i think you you've got to have that switch there in the first place, haven't you and and yeah. that's for everybody, and you can't start everybody with the same brush really no. i think that that's what um annoys me with um the knee-jerk reaction to this sort of thing, and um, I I'm, I'm, I'm maybe...
1: is nobody, nobody knows whether these people would have still done it anyway. No, because nine they times brought, out of ten, could they have, then could have been d- brought up in in a monastery, yeah, and would still have yeah, exactly turned into
0: yeah. So you just what you I'm just not. don't know, you just don't know. No, so and nine times out of ten, these people usually turn the weapons on themselves anyway, or end up being shot by the police, don't they? So there's no real unless you actually ask them yourself.
1: <laughs> from, I was mean, gonna say there's no real harm done
0: <laughs> no, no 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 no
1: that's, that's a bit strong and i'm not really sure i'm gonna support that statement.
0: <laughs> no 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 of course there is harm done but obviously the yes. the, the the reasons why it happens um yeah yeah they always try and blame something <laughs> in the media or toys or video games or whatever um I think it runs a lot deeper than that. If I'm perfectly honest, that's very surface stuff. Um, but anyway, it does. Actually, in a roundabout, <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is though, considering what what the world is like now, would Big Finish put out a story like Colditz now? Because it is quite. As I said there are, as you say, it does go to some dark places, especially with the Kurtz character an Ace. And he's not a very pleasant character at all. But some of it is sort of like ticking all the boxes of like, you know, the Great Escape and as you said, the you know, the Cold It's Escape stories and, and things like that. Um I mean, do you think they would yes. make the similar sort of story in, in that vein now? Knowing how yeah, people so. sort of the knee-jerk reaction so. that happens to things like this when it when it gets put out into onto the onto social media.
1: But I don't know, perhaps, perhaps it should be, though, because if it does spark conversations then isn't that good I don't know I think that's probably i mean not necessarily that you want to start hate filled
0: no I think loads
1: I th- of hate filled comments but no that that's that's not discussion no um, um
0: no exactly I think that that is that I think that's the I think the point I'm trying to make though is it it's it it wouldn't be discussed there'd just be outrage hmm. and that outrage is sort of taken as 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 fact and the reason why it should be you know, banned or whatever, um, which I think is, you know, th- things like things like World War Two, and they say we mustn't discuss the Nazis. It's sort of trying to be airbrushed. No, it should never, ever be airbrushed out of history, no. ever, no. because we, we were discussing this yes on the train up to the up to the BFI, weren't we? Um, yeah, and well, you, you 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 said that. I mean, you, you know, you, yeah, you you, you, you well, you, yeah,
1: when we when, when we when we was doing history in school, yeah. You sort of looked at it and you think to yourself, "But how did they come to power? How can you know? How how could that have happened?" Mm. And you know, and you sort of think, "Oh, that'd never happen now." And sadly, you start to see little parallels starting to appear, don't you? Now, yes, with certain ways the groups are being marginalised and whatever. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I don't think it's, we have to name any names coming. there, actually. That you know, that the parallels yeah. of, of how these people get voted yeah. to power because they yeah. just they just go for the lowest common denominator all the yeah. time um and it's sort of like it's that whole thing about you know we will make this country great again which is yeah. which is what hitler did as he saw as as he viewed the um oh what was it the treaty of versailles and what happened to germany afterwards with no yeah. production and and you know basically kept down so they wouldn't go and invade again he he saw that as the, the crux of his argument to get the people behind him. And it yeah, bloody well worked, didn't it? And as you say, we're seeing that happen again now. And it has happened. So, you know, never forget what happened there, folks. No. And don't say how did it happen because it's happening right now. It really is. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I, th- I think, you know... It's all very well us doing these political podcasts, but something should <laughs> do a Doctor Who, <laughs> something a bit lighter. I don't know, you know.
0: Well, no, I think that I think that was the um, that that was the you know the you know the whole thing about this this Colditz thing because now you know things about things about the war and Nazis. It, it should never be. Um, yeah, I think, I think now people are a little bit a bit uncomfortable um, about doing thing anything maybe sort of semi light hearted or hmm. taking the, taking the, the mickey out of them a little bit. Um, I mean, my, my, my hero, Spike Milligan, um, he was forever sending up Hitler, um, in his, um, in his TV series. Yeah. But I think then though, it was appealing to people back in the sixties and seventies when, when he was on the telly with doing, doing the Q series at least, um, it was, I suppose, you could say, it was still fairly fresh in people's minds, because he he fought in the war. I suppose a lot of the people who were watching him, were like, grew up during the war, or fought in the war as well. Yeah. So, um, he was just take any any. I mean, rightly or wrongly, um, he did say at one point Milligan that he, he said that the um, Hitler was the greatest comedy character of the 20th century. Now, okay, you can argue that one for to the, till the, till the cows come home. Um, but I suppose in his way, because he was greatly affected by the one, a lot of people were greatly affected by the one. I suppose he saw the best way to to deal with that was through through humour, and yeah. basically degrading that that person as he as the best way he knew how. Yeah. So, um, but as you say, now people are a little bit more uncomfortable about about doing that. But at the same token, they're also saying, well, you know. We shouldn't mention these people, you know, because they, they were bad. Yeah, they are bad people. They're very, very bad people. They're evil. Um, mm. But you, as, as uh, I come back I mean, to again, you should ne- never forget them. Never.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact is you should never forget what they did. No. You shouldn't blame people that aren't them for what they did.
0: Precisely. It was a long, long time ago now. But again, yeah. it, it, as you say, those parallels are still being felt now. Yeah. They really are. So... Um, yeah anyway um well that's the end of the political uh so and <laughs> the now political the weather was, now the weather yes <laughs> yeah um now anyway so, so anyway get, getting back to um back to the big finish story um yeah I, I i think as we've been discussing it i sort of thought no i did actually quite enjoy it to be honest um it's certainly not one of my favorites put it that way
1: no i mean it it, it, it was a bit <sighs> It threw up a, s- a few interesting ideas on the paradox, whole paradox thing. Yeah. And how much you could, you have to do to change, and whether you realise you've changed something. But I'm not sure whether it really, considering that is really the story, mm. and that is probably the interesting bit of the story, <laughs> we got too much set up around it, I think, in this.
0: yeah. As, as you say, it could have been set anywhere. You didn't need the cold it set in at all, no. really.
1: It was just it was just to say, right, this is going to be in the Second World War. What's a an obvious way of saying that history's been changed? Oh, we'll make the Nazis win the war. Yeah. So, so I suppose then you're saying, well, what's one of the most... Um, Memorable places in set in Germany. I suppose Colditz. I suppose so yeah. That, that's where it comes from. But yeah, yeah. The cat, the characters actually in Colditz are not the are not actually doing anything to do with the story.
0: Not particularly.
1: The sto- the story really takes place in 1965,
0: which which we don't we, we go to. We never go to. No. no. <laughs> Oh dear! No, it, no, it was good. It, you know, it, it was enjoyable. It's not. It's not it one, it, of, one of my favourites, but
1: I mean, it went reasonably quickly. I wasn't, you know. No, I wasn't it, bored up, with it
0: at all. I, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't. It's, it's in no way a, a, a boring story. You, you think you, you know, please get to the end. Um, I suppose. Really,
1: <sighs> I, I, I honestly actually think going back to the the. Commandant thing, yeah. I think actually one of the reasons was I might need to listen to it again because I actually did listen to it the once, yeah. And I might need to listen to it again. Now I know the commandant isn't going to turn up because <laughs> I've, I've got a funny feeling. I spent most of this story waiting for that. You convinced fi- myself. You were fixated was on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I sort of almost had it in my head that all that's going on at the moment is filler until that happens. <laughs> And then it didn't happen. So that may well really have um, influenced how I think this story goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. I must maybe, I,
1: maybe now I need to, maybe now I need to listen to it again. Now I actually know that I'm just listening to this is the story. Yeah. <laughs> and i have got to listen to it. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, so I suppose really, you know, to just to sort of wrap this up really, I mean, I think we, we both enjoyed it despite its, its faults really. Um, would you recommend it
1: um
0: cuz if if you're expecting a a, I, I, a classic i wouldn't i to say if you're a classic seventh doctor story this is it really this is a classic seventh doctor story yeah with the whole with the whole yeah. manipulation cuz he does manipulate people he moves the pieces into yeah. place he? once he's he's figured out yeah. what's going on yeah yeah so on that basis, I, I mean, I'd recommend it. If that's what you want, I'd recommend it. Really.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say I wouldn't say to somebody, don't bother.
0: No, no, not. <laughs> it's, no. It, it's
1: enjoyable. It's enjoyable. Um. Yeah. Just yeah, don't wait. Just don't spend all your time waiting for the commandant to arrive. <laughs> well,
0: there was actually a point in it, sort of like you know, just, you know, they're waiting. For, so i goes walking the office and see the commandant. and Doctor just goes, he isn't here. <laughs> A, oh. I said,
1: <laughs> "Oh!" But that, when that was it because there was about four or five times that I was being taken to the commandant and never got there. Oh, no. the things, I mean,
0: oh dear! Never mind.
1: I always oh. have this, imedi- this image. I always have this image that the person playing the commandant didn't arrive. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> I <in> the Studios. <laughs> <laughs> there was some hastily rewritten bits.
0: Where, <laughs> oh God. Oh, well, should we leave that there, then? Yeah, That's I a, think so. Yeah, we I, we went off into some strange places with that review, Paul. We, re- <laughs>
1: <laughs> we did, yes. <laughs> yeah, we thought got us, we'd gone as far off beam when we were talking about child toys. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
0: yeah we've we, we, yeah, gone from childhood toys <laughs> to um, people g- getting angry at things on, on, on social media to, to uh, you know, never forget the war. so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how that sort of
0: happened. No, me but... neither, but oh, well, th- there you go. It happened. There you go. It happened. Mm-hmm. So um, so, what are we doing next? Well, we should be We should be doing um, a target book next, shouldn't we? Yes. We haven't figured out which one yet, though. We, we kept in these discussions, no. and um, you probably realise we haven't actually covered a target book for a while. Um, it's because we can't make our bloody minds up, so... <laughs>
1: I and mean, it's just trying to actually take more time to. <laughs> it's actually getting me to actually do some work and read something.
0: It, it is actually yes, it's um, to um, you know, again we're questioning Paul's dedication, yes, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> and enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, well, when we're back in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be doing a, a target novelisation. So, but we'll we'll announce that um, over the next week or so. Yeah. Uh, once we figured out what the hell we're doing, we do. so yes, yes. So there you go. There you go. So I suppose, really, that just leaves us to wrap this up. So for another week, then it is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye.